0: Hello and welcome to your Divine Uniqueness show. If you'd like to listen to live episodes and interact with our speakers, you can go to yourdivineuniqueness.com. Your y o u r divine d i v i n e uniqueness uniquenes dot com. Hello everyone. This is Monsef Afker and thank you so much for joining us today. In this new call of your divine uniqueness, um, really, really thrilled and honored to have Jenny Kennedy uh, on the show. Uh, this is the first time she she joins uh, joins us on your divine uniqueness, and um, the, the first time I I, I heard her, um, she was sharing her her story, and I really find it so inspiring and and authentic how she could heal herself from from any incurable uh, cancer and it's it's her story it's it's it really gives gives uh so many people hope and really shows us that we we can find the light and connect to the light within even even uh, like even no matter the uncertainty or the challenge that we are facing uh in our life and yeah we will talk in we will we will be talking about that today on the show and also about her really really powerful uh, healing modality which is heal you the six steps to healing and Jenny is is an intuitive healer past life regressionist and teacher and I just want to share um, with uh, share with you a little bit about her before I uh, invite her to join us so jenny kennedy was diagnosed with incurable stage 3c ovarian cancer in 2012. Determined to find a way to heal herself she embarked on a journey within to find the answers she let go of her mind and allowed her intuition to guide her back to a place of health and wellness and in the words of her oncologist as far as i am concerned you are free of cancer um so yeah uh jenny we we will we will share with us uh more about that about her story and about uh her healing modality and also we will take we'll be taking questions uh from you guys so um so for those of you on the phone uh skype or the web call you can raise your hand by pressing star two and for those of you on the on the on the webcast page, you can type in your questions on the question box. All right. So um yeah, so so Jenny, I I want to welcome you to the show. Thank you. Thank you so much for being here today.
1: Thank you, Monsif. It's my pleasure and thank you so much for inviting me to share my story in the hope that it does help your listeners today and obviously those that are listening to the repart play. Yeah. So, yeah. in two thousand and twelve um, i I just noticed some lumps or a lump down in my lower mm-hmm. abdominal area, but I didn't really take too much notice because ovarian cancer, which was what I was diagnosed, unfortunately has very little symptoms until it's too late, and obviously, that was the case you know for me so Off I went to the doctor and still never in a million years was I thinking that this was actually cancer. And so they ran these tests and then the doctor rang back and my husband and I went into the consulting room. And as we were sitting there and she delivered the words to me, I am so sorry you have cancer. It's My body went into shock. And my mind shut down, my emotions shut down, I honestly couldn't uh-huh. feel a thing. And yeah. it wasn't till I have no idea how long, because I heard no more of the conversation, that um I somehow my brain clicked in again and I heard the words, I will get, to, she was talking to my husband, I will get you a wheelchair so that you can wheel Jenny to the car. And, of course, my stubbornness and determination kicked in. I thought, there's no way I'm walking to the car. And it took me all my strength to get up and actually walk out of the doctor's room. And it wasn't until later on I recognized, oh, my gosh, if those words could have that impact on my body just like that, you know maybe there was some something more to it maybe right. you know it's words and then emotions that could affect my body so but you know that wasn't obviously there at the time it wasn't till later on that i was uncovering this and that that shock then um wore off and fear or in fact terror really became my constant companion for about 10 days it was just totally on my mind continuously from sunup to sundown. And it wasn't till the 10th morning it was very early in the morning and I woke up and I have no idea whether it was a thought, whether it was a voice or what what it was, but it was a knowing that you are healed. Just these words, I am healed came into my mind and my whole body let go and the fear just went from my body, and it was really from that point, from being fearlessness and believing, where my journey began. Now, don't get me wrong, Monse, because I, you know I certainly didn't stay in that place, because every time I went into the, see you know, one of my specialists, for some reason, they'd always say to me, "Now, you know, we can't heal you." and so there's lots of things i had to do to keep taking myself out of that fear and coming back to that place of me believing i was healed and that's the first step uh to healing i believe is from the heal you is hope and so when we have hope we can step into that place of believing now this lines up with science because I was um, hearing Dr. Bruce Lipton speak. Now he's a cellular bi- biologist and an epigenetics, and he these words he said, it is the perception of the environment that controls ourselves. And so, in human terms, perceptions are beliefs. So it's actually our beliefs that select our genes and behaviour. So as we change our beliefs, that then changes our um, physiology, ourselves. And that's what I realized from that time when I stepped into that place of believing I was healed. I had no idea this was happening, but my body was getting to work to heal the cancer. So that's my first step to healing, is to come to a place of absolutely believing that you can create. And it's not, you know, what I teach is not necessarily just for, um, physical, uh, dis-ease within the body. I, I use this technique with, um, you know, to grow anything to help people to step into their true potential. And so anyway, I was, word got out around the, um, town that I lived in. Of my diagnosis and lots of people were calling and you know saying how sorry they were which was quite tiring but a very good friend after she heard came up to visit me and I just made her a cup of tea and we were sitting down there chatting and talking about it and she said to me do you know such and such and she mentioned a woman's name and I had no idea who she was talking about And she said, oh, well, I heard that she's also just been diagnosed, what you've been diagnosed with. And she's had her first lot of chemo, but she died. And when she said that, my body just went into so much fear again. And I, you know, it brought up so much fear that I got angry. And normally I, you know, wasn't an angry person. And I said, oh, I don't really need to hear that right now. But she did me a big favour because what I recognised was she was buying into that really what the medical profession believed that I would not heal and she was transfer. well I was allowing her to transfer that fear onto me. And so from that day forth I made a decision to be really discerning about who I would allow in my energy. Um, even what phone calls, I found it very draining, just actually listening to people's fear rather than getting on with my job of healing. So I, I you know, not to her face, but I thank her so much for bringing me that lesson. So that is the E in the heal you, is to surround yourself with people who are going to encourage you and support you, who also believe that you can yeah. achieve what you want to achieve. Mm -hmm. So I still had no idea at this point Mm -hmm. what I was going to do, how I was going to heal. And I certainly wasn't, I didn't have enough confidence to do it completely without the medical profession. So I still um, went and had, you know, radical surgery because the cancer had metastasized into the lymph nodes so they classified it as stage 3c um so after my operation and i was you know it was major major surgery so i was very very ill and i think it was about 4 days after the operation and they want they were concerned because i had had some um bleeding and they thought that the cancer may have metastasized into my stomach so they wanted to do a gastroscopy and i just thought my body cannot take any more and i was sitting there worrying before i was going down to theater that morning and then something in me twigged i don't know my intuition or once again that inner voice kicked in and it kind of told me off and spoke to me and said you know you're going into that fear again." Just let go and surrender this to God. So I did that. I was able to do that, which enabled me to relax a lot more. And the nurse came and got me and wheeled me down to theatre. And as she wheeled me into theatre, a the doctor came over. And he was a doctor of Indian descent. And he shook my hand and he said, Hello, I'm Dr. Shiva, and I will be doing your procedure for you today. And, of course, I burst out laughing because Shiva is the name of a Hindu god. And I actually said to him, well, if God's doing my operation, I'll be fine, (laughs) won't I? But I didn't realize, Monsif, that by relaxing, letting go and laughing through laughter, we're producing endorphins, feel-good chemicals that enabled the esophagus to relax and let go. So, when they put the gastroscope down, I was relaxed and I had absolutely no side effects. Um, And when I woke up after anaesthetic, you know, because quite often they say, oh, you'll get a sore throat and different things, I was absolutely fine. And fortunately, they did not find any cancer in the stomach. So, I was pretty relieved about that. So, you know, that's just a little example of perhaps pulling yourself up every time you step into that place of fear so that you can step into that place of surrendering and trusting that you know everything will be okay. And so yeah. once my body had healed a little bit more and I had also chosen to go down the chemotherapy track because I still did not trust myself at this point in time. What I've what I've since learned is could have been possible, but you have to step into that place of totally believing that I could do this my own without some sort of help from the medical people. So I between it was six weeks between my operation and um when they were going to begin chemotherapy. And so I just went into meditation and I just asked my body what you know what do I do really? I was asking the divine and talking to my body, and I got taken into where that tumour was. And my inner knowing said to me, "Well, Jenny, you look good and you feel great, which I did when my di- I had my diagnosis. I had no, you know, no symptoms. What? Well, I had subtle symptoms which I now know about, but I didn't at that time. I thought that was just me getting older." And my body said, or the answer came, that it's like I put on this front to the world, but there's something, this tumour was growing to draw my soul's attention, or to draw my attention to my soul's longing for me to actually connect to myself and what is right for me. And I've come from a history of abuse, sexual, emotional, emotional and physical abuse. And all that anger was stuffed in my ovaries, the ovaries being the place where we create life. Because I had not created life for myself. I was a people pleaser and I put everybody else's needs before my own. And it was like my soul was screaming out to say, You know you've got to honor yourself you've got to do what's right for you you've got to learn to put up your boundaries and say no and this quite often happens from with people who've experienced abuse that their boundaries are all over the place and especially when we're intuitive and sensitive people um and from a young age we've taken on other people's pain, thinking it's our own, that we don't know where we stop and where someone else begins. So, yes, I'd uncovered this. I need to, um, you know, start honoring myself. This is where my healing would come from. And so I called up a good friend of mine um, because I'd been an intuitive healer for about 10 years before I got my diagnosis Mm -hmm. and just a a little offshoot from that, you do have to be very careful what you ask for because I had asked to be the best healer I possibly could be and then I got my uh, cancer diagnosis (laughs) so sometimes when you ask for things they don't always come (laughs) in the way that you expect them to come.
2: Mm
1: So anyway, my friend came over and, um, you know, I just said to her, well, can you – and she'd done a lot of training that I'd, I'd done too. So I said, can you just support me and let's see, you know, where the root cause of this has come from. And I went into meditation and she just held the space for me really. So that – and what happened was I went back to a past life in this meditation where i was in switzerland it was back in the 14th 15th century and i I immediately when i went into this life i sensed that i was being held in this dungeon and there was a sort of a uh, i don't know a, a hole or something at the top where i could hear people's voices on the street above and they were gathering and what was happening was There was a group of us about to be burnt at the stake. Now, I was doing in this that lifetime what I now do in this lifetime. But, of course, I was classified as a witch back then. And I had some understudies who I was teaching my craft to, one of them being my son in this lifetime. And my punishment was to watch them get burnt first, and then I was to get burnt. And of course that brought up a lot of emotion but in that, just that simple knowing, I got the whole picture of my life because I bought through into this life believing everything was my fault. So whenever I experienced abuse, I shut it down so much, I didn't want to cause waves so I would never complain. And I learned to um, sort of scan what was happening in the environment around me and try and placate everybody so that it wouldn't erupt and then I'd wear the brunt of it. Uh So, of course, my own needs totally went to the background. Now, also this son in that lifetime, he'd also had terrible, terrible... Um, drug addictions in this lifetime. And of course, as a parent, I blame myself and thought it, you know, maybe I'd done something wrong as a parent or whatever. And that enabled me to realize and step back from that place of blame. And as I continued to do my healing, miraculously was no other help whatsoever He healed, and and he was bad. He was almost as bad as you can get the challenges he was facing. So that's how I realized the interconnectedness that we have with everyone else. So as one person heals in the environment, it brings healing to everybody else. So that is the um, fourth step that I um, teach people and guide people through is to actually get to that root cause and through that, you get that knowing. So then you begin the work. So then I began the work of putting my boundaries up, owning what was mine, not taking on board other people's um, responsibilities or feelings. And, um, And then the next step is, to actually, that's the dash in the heal you, is just to let go and surrender. Now, to surrender to any emotions that may arise. So, as I was talking about before, when you I stepped into the medical environment again, I would buy into that fear. So, I would experience that fear and then allow myself to do what I needed to do to step out of that. So what I would do is continually pray and ask for the signs. Even um, the hospital I went for my treatment across the road was the most beautiful park with just magnificent, huge, hundreds of years old oak trees. And every time I'd been into the hospital environment and picked up on the fear of not only my, my fear, but all the other patients who are in there, I would just go and sit under those trees and just imagine them just washing me through um, all the fear away from me. So that was a wonderful. Um, and, and once I'd done that, just didn't have to be long for five or ten minutes, I could feel myself moving back into that place of believing I could heal. And then I looked for the many, many signs, and they came really fast and thick and I'd love to just share about those to help other people to look for those signs and ask for the universe to support you and one day I was sitting uh, in my lounge room looking out onto the street and I was going back into that fear and I just said oh God please send me a sign you know all the medical people are telling me I can't do this give me some sort of information or something that I'm going to be okay. Nice. And look, Monsif, I'd no sooner, sooner finished saying that. A car pulled up outside my window with the letters W-E-L-L-S, scrawl or not scrawled, sign written right across Wells, And that helped me step back into that place of um, believing I could hear there was one day i was lying in bed after i'd had one of the chemo infusions feeling very very ill and i just for, for a moment i thought because i just couldn't eat anything i felt so well but just for a moment i thought oh my gosh i could just do i could just eat a hot muffin right now and I thought well if I go and ask my husband to make some because he'd taken time off work to look after me the time he made it and went to all that effort I probably wouldn't feel like it anymore and as soon as I said that someone sent me a text and said I've just left some hot muffins at your doorstep and it was a sign that I could manifest that thought just like that even though it wasn't such a a big manifestation of healing cancer but it got me back on that track to realizing, okay, it might take a bit longer, but I can do this. And the, the chemotherapy, I'll just talk about what I did do with the medical people. I had a third of the chemotherapy that I, um, that they wanted me to have.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: And I just prayed to God to show me actually what I needed. And after the first round of chemotherapy, which I had two drugs, and I reacted terribly to one of the drugs. And the second time I went in to have um, the second infusion, I had a terrible reaction to this drug. And they, you know, thought that it may, um, you know, my body may not be able to hand, handle it. So I took that as a sign that I actually did not need that particular gr- drug. And then. The chemo regime became a bit more manageable without that other drug so I'm thanking God for showing me how my body reacted to it. it meant I didn't actually need it and actually just to take a step back before that happened after my first infusion I said to my sister you know I don't know if I can carry on this chemo it was pretty brutal for me because I'm a very sensitive person I know of another woman who had the same treatment, the same drugs exactly that I did, and she handled it fine. So we're all different, you know, to how we handle the different drugs. And so my sister, she took me down to the beach, and we were sitting there, and just all of a sudden, some dolphins started playing in front of us. Now, the beach, our local beach where I was living at the time is very rugged, it's not a sandy beach, it's stony and rugged, and I had never seen dolphins there before in my life, and I took that to be a sign that I'd be okay, but we were still chatting about, oh, I don't know whether I can do this, and so we hopped in a car, and then just as we were driving out of the beach area, I saw on the side of the road this no exit road sign that someone had obviously pulled out of the ground and stolen and just thrown there randomly so I took that to be a sign that no I couldn't get out of this just yet so then I went on to that second infusion where my body reacted and it became more manageable and so I had had four infusions I was going to have my fifth and I'd woke up that morning and I thought I'm done I've had enough chemo. I just intuitively felt that. But of course, this is a big decision. And I was sitting in the waiting room waiting to have my fifth infusion. And I just prayed to my grandmother, who I was very close with. And I said, she'd passed over. And I said to her, "Nanny, please show me. Have I had enough chemo? Give me that sign. And immediately she took my attention over to a television that was just playing quietly in the room and it had the words living well written across the screen. And I thought, yes. And then I went in to see my uh, oncologist and he said to me, look, your body is just not responding between the chemo rounds. We need to really drop your dose down. And of course I'm going, yes. There's another sign so and I went to get the chemotherapy infusion and after five nurses had at least taken two attempts each to find a vein I actually was chuckling to myself and I thought oh my gosh if I'm you know if I'm not going to take any notice of my guides now I'm never going to get it and I just said look don't worry I'm done. I'm finished. And of course, they all went into panic, called in the oncologist, and I was fine with it. I knew that I had had enough. So it's very, very important to listen to our own and in the, in the knowing our own intuition. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah. and so the final, you know, just so the surrendering, surrendering to whatever is and allowing yourself to get on with the healing and then to unleash your plan. That is the you and the heal you. So the plan for my healing um, uh, schedule was that I would, it's not like I had to go and do any great big healing for, after I did mm-hmm. that um, um covering the root cause. It was just noticing where I was um, not being true to myself, where I wasn't saying no, coming back to who I really was. Sometimes I needed a re- little bit of a reminder, so I'd talk about it with friends and, you know, friends who are in the same field as me and that type of thing. And I also, I did qigong every day. And sometimes that qigong, when I was really ill, was just a matter of visualizing myself bringing energy into my body, I would meditate, I'd listen to music, I would dance when I was well enough, and I would be with, as I talked about before, my the friends who made me feel good. Uh, so on I went, and I think it was six months after my diagnosis, I actually got my all clear but of course they were thinking that it would come back and they had said to me we hope it's not back within 12 months because i asked them not to give me um the prognosis because i didn't mm-hmm. want my body or my subconscious to buy into that but mm-hmm. reading between the lines i think they were thinking it would be back in a month, in a year's time and so in the meantime, you know, I carried on my healing and did as much as I could to feel good and love myself. And we shifted up to the North Island. We live in New Zealand from the South Island to North Island because I love being near the beach. And we'd lived in a place that really neither of my husband or I were, you know, really happy with. And so after that big wake-up call, I thought, right, well, you know, it's time to do what I want to do. So we moved up here, and all my medical people changed. I had chosen not to have any more blood tests because I found it quite, um, you know, fearful. It was easier for me to go into the fear when I was in that environment of waiting to get the tests. And so I decided not to do that. So when I went to see the new oncologist, he said to me, I see you haven't had any blood tests for quite some time. I said, no, I've chosen not to have any. And he said, no, no, we need to get some blood tests. I need to see where you're at. And I said, no, I don't want any. He leaned over, grabbed the form to fill out for me to take to the laboratory, started filling it in and said, no, you need to get them done. Now, I was fuming inside, didn't know what to do, so I just sat there fuming, then said my goodbyes, grabbed the um, form, and walked out getting more and more angry because what he'd done was triggered somebody overpowering my intuition, allowing myself yeah. to buy in to what is right, not right for me. Now, I could have said, easily, just said, no, no, I'm not doing it and not taking it, but my healing wasn't complete. So I allowed someone in power to, especially, you know, a doctor who we, we've grown up with that belief that the doctor knows everything, um, to overpower what was right for me. So I sat with that form for a couple of days. And then I went down to the laboratory and I thought, well, I'll show him. I'm fine. So I did that and nothing happened. I didn't hear from anybody, so I thought I was fine. Ten days later, the phone rang and it was my GP, my doctor. Not the gynecologist, but just my doctor. And she said, has anyone given you your results? And I said, no. And she went, oh. And then there was silence. And she said, well, your cancer markers have shot right back up. And this was such a shock to me because it just wasn't in my plan. I thought I was, you know, fine again. And so away I went to see my oncologist and he said, look, we have to start chemo straight away. And knowing that I had allowed someone to overpower me, I just said to my oncologist, no, I'm not doing the chemo. Give me three months. And I'll be back. So away I went and did more healing around that. Went back in three months' time, and the cancer markets had dropped right back down again. And they hadn't, you know, they were perplexed. They didn't know why that had happened. But for me, it gave me the first hand evidence of how I had, every time I'd allowed myself to be at uh, overpowered how that had affected right. my physical body. Right. So I was actually really grateful for that experience. And since that day forward, that was kind of like the, the last straw from that day forward. I have never allowed anybody to um, overpower me to what my inner knowing was.
0: Wow. Thank you. Wow. Thank you thank you thank so you. much jenny thank you so much jenny. Uh, for sharing with uh-huh. us uh your story and uh, yeah jenny i just hear some echo uh, okay now it's fine i guess so so yeah um uh, uh, i was saying that's that's your story is is really uh is really inspiring and also authentic it's it shows that because it's it's sometimes it's easy to fall into this this place of fear and doubt especially when people around us and the environment, like, uh, like trigger this, like, like your case, uh, they were like the doctors, they, they saying like, when they, they, they gave you uh, the, the news the first time. And then uh, when you said, when you, you, uh, you did the test uh, during the last time, because it's, 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 it really needs some strength to, to really, um, find this this uh this confidence within even though like the others i s- are saying like the the uh otherwise or maybe like triggering fears within us so yeah thank you thank you so much for for sharing okay. this for, because it, it also yes. gives hope well, to so many yeah.
1: and what i what i say is it's like we have two two parts to ourselves one one side I say is our God self and the other side is our ego self. Aye. The other part yes. ego. And ego is driven by fear, doubt and judgment. So mm-hmm. every time we go into the thought of fear, doubt or judgment, that's the ego. And from that place, it is very difficult to manifest what we're wanting to manifest in any area of our life. So it's to watch that our thoughts, every time we have a thought, sort of fear, doubt, or judgment, it's kind of like you have a dialogue with yourself and go, No, okay, I don't know how I'm going to solve whatever I'm faced with yet, but as I step into that place of my God self or my, or love come from love, the answers yes. will come to me.
0: Yeah. yeah beautiful absolutely thank you thank you so much jenny and and also it's it's when when we uh connect to our inner strength and honor ourselves and also heal like it's this this is much bigger that's than just healing ourselves because it's it's also this is something that will help so many others uh around us as you are doing now like helping so many people around the world uh after you had your own healing experience so yeah, thank you. Thank you so much, Jenny, for, for all that you shared. Um, yeah, so much inspiring. And You're welcome. Yeah, it, thank you. And I, I wanted also to, to to let our audience to ask their questions and receive their mini readings, if you are uh, open to that. Yes, absolutely. Wonderful. All right, so everyone, um, if you are on the phone, you can raise your hand by pressing star 2 to connect with Jenny. And for those of you on the webcast page, you can type in your questions on the question box. All right, so we have a caller from Wildhood. Phone, phone number ending with 7688. Hello? Hello. Hello. What is your name? Hello.
2: my
3: name is Jean-Marie. Hi, Jean-Marie.
0: Hello, Jean-Marie. Hi, Hi
1: Julie.
3: I've heard you before, and I'm so grateful that, that you took my call, Montess. I was wondering if you could look into my field at all and tell me what's going on with me. I I have very terrible feelings of de- bouts of depression and despair, and um, I have a lot of very heavy energy that is around me, you know, my family history and, and the people around me. A very, there's not a lot of consciousness where I live, and um, also I'm wondering if the area that I live in is heavily chemtrailed, If this is affecting me too, because I I can't always hear my guides very clearly at all, and and it disturbs me a lot. So I'm I'm going through a really tough time. I mean, I feel like I really am in a dark night of the soul that I'm never going to get out of, and. I spend all day, every day listening to shows like this and doing activations and transmissions and clearings. And I'll get some little shifts for a while. And then often in the nighttime, it all gets undone. And then when the the sky clouds over again, I'm back to being in despair. And I'm just really at my wit's end. I don't know what to do. Uh Mm-hmm.
1: Okay, well, straight, straight away, it's like... Uh, do you have problems with your throat or your neck? Yes, I had a neck surgery uh, that Um. I... I. Yes.
3: <laughs> um, yes, it, it's, it's not as bad as it used to be, but yes, it's part of my history.
1: hmm Okay, so they're taking me back to a past life because I see straight away this it's a black hood coming over my head as you're about to be taken to a guillotine and you had your um, head chopped off. I'm so sorry about that. And you've brought some of that trauma through back in this lifetime. So that's that, um, the depression that you're feeling. It's like you're living with a black hood around your head all the time and you can't see it's like you can't see further than exactly what is in front of you. It's like everything is magnified for you. And what has happened is during that lifetime is you've had such a disconnect with the universal energy with the God Source because you were innocently um persecuted And so what I want to do for you is just to lift that hood and you may feel that you just perhaps close your eyes um, as I'm doing this for you so that you can begin to connect with the feeling, connect with your guides and angels and to know that you are innocent. Thank you. Oh, wow. As as, As I say this, it's like... All these people that have overpowered you. Like I see you as it being about three feet high and you've got people all around you who are about seven feet high and you just feel like you have no choices. So, yeah. yeah. So what, what I'm doing for you is just to, as we connect you to the divine, to give you the choices, to give you the power, to open up and because you feel you carried the feelings of guilt that you have done something wrong. So I'm just hearing that to bring you back to that place of that you are innocent and that you you are a child of God, that God loves you and that God is worthy of of my love, and I am worthy of God's love, and that God hears me. Oh, that's beautiful. You. Yeah.
3: Do you
1: think that would you, could it be that there are
3: people in my family that were part of that lifetime because I am um, in this lifetime that's been very much the energy what you were talking about, and my mother. Committed suicide by hanging herself when I was eight years old
1: oh i'm and, so sorry
3: and and i in and, and the way that my family persecutes me, I have that feeling like but I'm innocent, I haven't done anything wrong why am why am I so hated? I didn't do anything, and mm-hmm. I, you know so it created a lot of confusion in my life, but
1: yes and that's because you came in with this energy of feeling guilty and believing that it was your fault and so now we've shifted that so you just watch when you go into that place of oh what did i did i do something wrong it's exactly what i talked about coming back to who you are and just doing what is right right for you now excuse me because i <clears throat> I'm just clearing some stuff in your throat. So that's what happens as the energy shifts. So let me just have a look what you can do. You've just got to believe in yourself. You can believe in yourself, in yourself and... Sorry, what was that? I, I said, yes,
3: I know. I work very hard at doing that. And it's just like you said, that is like this black hood for a few years now that I just cannot think... I've been, in other times in my life, I've been much clearer. I think the place where I am right now exacerbates those old feelings and not being able to believe in myself, maybe.
1: Yes, and and you absolutely need to do a cleansing on your your home where you live. Um, Do you know how to do that? Well, I've done it. I got some Palo Santo, and I've been using that. And um,
3: I also got some selenite sticks that I placed in the corners of my home. And I even, I even wear them on my body because the energy is so dense and heavy. Yes,
1: that that's good. Um, I think you need to actually cleanse those stones, those crystals. Have you cleaned them?
3: them? Each time. A I put them in the sun every time the sun comes out.
1: Okay, good. Keep doing that because that's what's shifting that energy. Just keep doing that. And also, if you can, bring flowers, they're saying. Bring flowers into your home. Okay. That'll help the energy as well.
3: Okay, I did yes. bring plants and plants and some uh, potted flowers, and I bought some orchids, which definitely lifted the energy in, in my apartment. Um, is that okay, or should I also get
1: cut flowers? Just you, you. So you're already listening to your intuition by doing that. So that's excellent. So just keep whatever feels right for you. But as you have that energy of um you know that living plant or the mm-hmm. flowers because the flowers give up you know give off so much love vibration.
3: Yeah, thank you. I was a floral designer for many years.
1: Ah. Uh, oh uh, well perfect. Absolutely perfect.
3: Thank you so thank much. You. I, I can already sure. feel a, a lightness in my heart lifting.
1: Oh, wonderful, wonderful. Thank
3: you so and much.
1: It's, it's, They're telling me you need to sing.
3: Oh, I've been doing that (laughs) (laughs) too. So I guess I am hearing hearing my guidance okay. It just doesn't feel like it.
1: (laughs) Yes, yes, this is exactly what this is about. Just the confirmation that you are. You're on the right track. Excellent.
3: Oh, thank you. Bless your heart. I appreciate you so
1: much. Thank you. Thank you. You're
0: so welcome. It was my pleasure. Thank you, Jean-Marie. And uh, much love to you. Yeah, beautiful. Thank you so much, Jenny. Um, yeah, I really love her energy. Um, very beautiful. Um, yeah. All right, so, so let's invite another caller. We have a caller from Santa Anna. Phone number ending with 7355. Hello?
3: Yes, hi. I was um, wondering if you could just tell me anything um, that you see. I don't have a specific question and my name is Kay. Thank you.
1: Your name is Kay? Okay. Well, Kay, the way I work is everything starts with an intent. So when I got my diagnosis, um, you know, I intended to heal. So I'd actually like to ask you, what is it that you'd like to change in your life? Where would you like to be? Or Because that's how we put it here. That's how we take our power and asking the universe. Now then the universe is going to um, come through me. So what would you like to change in your life?
2: Location.
1: Your location. Right, okay, so what do you need to do?
2: Is someone around you, do you feel
1: someone around you is stopping you from shifting?
2: A little bit. Mm-hmm,
1: yep, because I, I, I kind of see you sitting in a car with someone on with their foot on the brake. And it just won't move forward. Okay, so what do you have to do? What you have to do is I'm getting some stuck energy in my throat. throat) Because you're not very good at um, expressing yourself. Expressing your, um, your feelings. So I'm just going to do a little healing for you so that your throat chakra can open up and reteach your body what it feels like to know how to express myself. Now, I'm picking up some fear around you. What's the fear about
2: moving? Um, Nothing, really. So why haven't you moved then? Accumulation of finances. Okay, so that's the fear—the fear of money.
1: Possibly, yes. So, yes. Okay, so how this is going to happen? Right. So let's just have a look at some of
2: your money blocks.
1: Okay, and so I. I hope you heard the last call where I um, reconnected uh, John Marie with the um, the source energy, the light, because it's the same for you around your money blocks um, that you're not, you don't believe. So you're trying to work this move out yourself. What you need to do is to hand this over to the universe, surrender and allow that to happen now i think it's going to be it's going to take a little bit longer than what you're thinking it's going to take so what i what you need to do is to get on on and enjoy life now because it's like you're hanging on to this moving all the time rather than living your life in the moment so as you live your life in the moment and enjoy yourself you'll raise up your vibration and you won't be coming from the place of fear because you'll trust that when the move needs to happen, it will happen, and that will help it happen more quickly. Do you understand what I'm saying? Absolutely. Yep. Okay, so that's your job for now. During this call, we've put out that prayer, that intent that you want to shift. So just get on, knowing that you've put your order in and it's going to happen. Just get on. Having fun and enjoying yourself, and you will find that handbrake or lift.
3: Thank you, thank you very, very much.
1: You're welcome. You're welcome.
0: Thank you very much, and Kate. good
1: luck. With the, good luck with the shift when it does happen.
0: Beautiful. Um, thank you so much, Jenny. Um, very wonderful guidance. And welcome. Um, yeah, I want to take a question from the webcast. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we have Kim from the US. She said, hi, Monsef and Jenny. Wondering if you would be able to send healing to to my pattern of creating abandonment in my life, not just from others, but also self-abandonment. Uh, I feel so sad. Thank you.
1: Right, okay. Okay, let's have a look um... Okay, as, as I'm, um, coming into your space, Kim, I'm just picking up on huge grief. So let's just go back and see where that's come from. Now I see you in a past life having been abandoned. Your mother was a solo mum. This is going way back maybe the 1700s and you were just left, I see, you know, those little um, cane baskets, you were just left in a, kind of like Moses in, in the basket and you were brought up in an orphanage and you've brought these feelings of abandonment and it's like you have to live um, from hand to mouth continuously. And so let's see what we need to do is some forgiveness with that mother in that lifetime because that poor mother she was so distraught of having to leave you but she had she had no choice absolutely no choice she could not even look after herself and she was hoping that someone would find you that could look after you so if you'd stayed with your mother you would have Actually died so I'm just bringing in the compassion the compassion for that mother in that lifetime Wow and what I see as I'm doing that is um, actually your body beginning to fill with light and warmth and and this beautiful pink glow coming up into your heart And so this will set you on the path to actually finding true connection because I feel that Kim doesn't have... um, She never feels truly understood. Yep, okay. It's just coming up through my neck, through my head. It's actually making me feel a wee bit giddy as, as, as that head area is filled with that beautiful love and forgiveness for your mother in that time and what it's doing is actually opening up your throat chakra so that you are able to ask for the help because you're not very good at asking for help. Okay. Beautiful, I can feel that energy shifting and lightning. Kim, thank you.
3: Thank you. Beautiful.
0: Thank you. Thank you so much, Jenny. Um beautiful. And awesome. also thank you, Kim, for your question. And yeah, Kim, if if you are still with us live, uh we'd love to hear back from from you so you can type in on the question box. Uh all right, we we have more questions, but uh, I would love if we can first talk about the the three packages that you are offering um, Jenny. Uh and then we can uh, get back to the questions. And uh yeah, first, I, I want to share the link. It's yourdivineuniqueness.com forward slash Jenny and number 11. yourdivineuniqueness.com forward slash Jenny 11, J-E-N-N-Y and 11. Or you can click on the special offer button on the on the webcast page or the replay page. So, um, yeah, Jenny, you are offering really two, three powerful packages with the The six steps to healing you and a live group healing and also 60 minutes private session with you so um, yeah i I would love if if you can maybe uh, share with us what will be the experience of our audience um, through your packages
1: well the um the online course the heal you online course which is the exact same steps that i used for healing, which can be used in any area of your life, whether that's health, wealth, or relationships. So that's, um, (coughs) excuse me, that's six six little videos explaining it, six meditations, and then worksheets. And what that does is, as you go through each meditation, it will bring up those beliefs that you need to uncover. And I advise that you go through all of them in chronological order first and then allow your intuition to take you back to the um, one that you feel that you need more work on. So, for example, the lead to the root cause one, of course we have all more than one issue, so there may be other issues. So I wanted to get to the root cause of cancer but then I realized uncovering that that you know there was abuse issues that I hadn't dealt with so then I'd go over that to get the guidance um, you know how to actually find my voice and speak my truth because I didn't even know what I wanted that was the thing so you can go back and do those over actual leisure and so then the next package is it's just going to be an intimate group where we join up together and as those of you are listening today you will see that other what other people have talked about will be triggering your own stuff so it's like we become each other's uh, catalyst for healing so that's via zoom an intimate group and the third package is my here new online course and a private session uh, at one hour session was made.
0: Beautiful. Yeah, thank you. Thank you so much, Jenny, for um, putting together those, those uh, powerful packages with really, really um, affordable price. So thank you so much. And um, I have a question, first question for, for the first package, because as you said sometimes there are many issues uh that are happening at the same times and which creates maybe a sense of urgency like we want to 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 uh maybe heal them all at once do we like need to focus on only one uh in one time like uh as we move through all the, the six uh meditations or can people like do more than one at the same time
1: you can do more than one at the same time um, because the thing is, as I said, when I uncovered mine, I, I saw that it was interrelated anyway. But the thing right. is, your your soul knows mm-hmm. kind of in what order that you need to release and heal things. So, for example, I'd done a lot of work before I got my cancer diagnosis but I wasn't ready to actually face the sexual abuse. So my soul knew at that time that that's when I needed to go in and and face it. And it's not about reliving what happened to you, but it's about uncovering the stored emotion and the, um, the beliefs that you created around that. I just might be um good to talk about how that actually happens. The work of dr Candice perch she wrote a book um what is it called it's, it's about how emotions affect our physiology biology of emotions i think it's called and she what what she she's a cellular biologist and what she uncovered that was that every time we have a suppressed emotion, so the thing is firstly we have a thought, that thought creates an emotion, and if we don't express that in a healthy way, that emotion gets stored in the cell, on an unconscious level we make a belief about ourselves from that experience, then the cell receptor actually closes around that emotion. and As we're doing these meditations and accessing those memories, what happens is the cell receptor opens and then the stored emotion is then released into the body and the body takes care of it. So if we put out that intent to heal many things at once, your soul will still take you to the exact event that you need to heal around... Those intents that you've put out at that point in time, because the way the way that it's designed and the way that I uncovered this healing is really trusting that your soul knows best. So it doesn't matter if you want to put out the intent to heal many things at once. Like one of the callers, um, I think it was Kay, um, wanting the you know the healing and the abundance. So the two things are interrelated. The depression and the abundance—it's really opening up to uh, receiving more.
0: Nice, beautiful. Thank you, thank you so much, Jenny. And uh, yeah, also thank you for for the live group healing. And as, as you said, like uh, like the audience, they, they will get ans- uh, answers to their questions, and also through uh, other attendees' questions, like they will get they, they will get some some. Some answer is true and it will serve them because like the group that, uh, that's come together, like they, they come together for a reason and there is a connection between them. So it's it's like they are uh, serving each other. So thank you. Thank you so much for that. It, and all, yeah,
1: You're welcome. It, am, it amazes me that how that happens. Always, always the right people come together. Somehow the yes. universe conspires to make that happen.
0: Yeah, absolutely right Mm -hmm. and yeah also thank you for for the 60 minutes private session and i think like with the private session combined with with uh, the the six modules course like it, it will be really powerful you can help them to to quickly find the root cause of the challenge in in your session and help them like energetically plus they can like go after that continue with with the With the six modules with the meditations so maybe it it can like accelerate the healing yeah yes yes
1: absolutely that's
0: right yeah beautiful (laughs) yeah thank you thank you again jenny for for those really that they are gifts to our audience so thank you so much for for offering them and yeah i'm so grateful to you and everyone um we encourage you to to take advantage of those packages and Again, the the link is yourdivineuniqueness.com forward slash Jenny and number 11, yourdivineuniqueness.com forward slash Jenny and number 11, J-E-N-N-Y and 11, or you can click on the special offer button on the webcast or the replay page. And yeah, so also we are offering, as as always, the two payments plans that you can find at the checkout page. Um, All right. So... Jenny, can we take more questions?
1: Yes, we can, absolutely.
0: All right. Um, We have uh, Missy, Uh, she said, "What a call, inspired. And she asked, can this help my, my issue around fear of being empowered to speak my truth and even take action? I freeze and especially with any form of authority.
1: Yes, absolutely. Right, let's have a look for Missy. So any form of authority. So what I'm saying for Missy is she's had some very uh, dominant male figures in her life. Um, and she's she has feared that. It, it, it's interesting, actually. Um, I'll just speak about... Just recently, I went to a a meeting where there was an oncologist speaking about the mind because medical people are starting to catch up with this uh, type of healing now and he was speaking about the connection between the mind and the body and I just so wanted to get up and put my hand up and say that I why on earth did the medical people keep telling me that I was incurable every single time I went and I was literally shivering in my shoes I felt like I was passing out and I kept saying I've got to ask this question I've got to ask this question and what I realized that I was breaking through many many lifetimes of what Missy's going through is speaking up against authority and then when I did actually put my hand up and spoke I did feel really good but it had taken a lot of energy to do that and then after the meeting someone actually came up to me and said you know that room was filled with doctors nurses and oncologists and I thought yes well that's why I had to break through that so let's have a look for you Missy where this originated and how we can help you what they're saying is for you to break this because it would be too much for you to get up and sort of do what i did because you know i'd done lots and lots of work first to bring me up to that time so what they for you to begin to find your power is to start small even if you you feel you've been overpowered by authority When you go home, when you get out of that environment, what I want you to do is to replay the dialogue out again what you could have done differently. So get out, step out of that fear, doubt or judgement, go into that place of love and just by loving yourself say, okay, I could have actually said at that point something about how I feel, owning it, not blaming them or anything like that, but just like owning it. So when I was in with that gynaecologist who wanted me to go and have blood tests, I could have just said, no, actually, that doesn't feel right for me. I'm not going to do that. No big drama, nothing. And then just walked out the door. So this is what they're asking you to do. To start small, reframe what could have happened. First, keep doing that and then you're going to build up your confidence to start speaking it when you're actually in the situation and what it's doing is it changes the feeling in your body as you gradually build up the power to be able to do this so and actually even by imagining how you would have that Changes the cells in your body to bring you back that confidence. So this is what they're telling me. Um, As we're speaking, I'm clearing a lot of past life stuff. I'm bringing in for you that ability and that belief, what it feels like to connect with how you feel and to express it. But we can only heal ourselves. So that's what they're saying is start small. So I hope that helped you, Missy
0: yeah thank you thank you jenny um yeah this is this is a great advice uh sometimes like we need to start small it's and going step by step uh instead of like maybe trying uh to get the result like at at once and and so so quickly um yeah because it's it's just uh it's like uh, it's a process and a journey that we are going through so yeah yeah that, thats that's
1: right it's like um it's like when a baby is born expecting that they're going to walk tomorrow you know it doesn't happen and so really like in missy's case this is something that has come from childhood so it's not like something you can just do and as as she just does it bit by bit and each time she does something it's like when your child attempts to take those first steps we don't go oh you didn't do that properly how come you're not running now we go, oh, clap, well done, little one. Oh, and everybody celebrates just that little mm-hmm. first step. This is yes. what we have to do to ourselves as we're changing and growing.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Celebrate, beautiful.
1: Celebrate every
4: step.
3: Mm.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, celebrate those small results. Like it's it's very really important. So, yeah, yes, thank you. Because
1: so the small the small steps grow into bigger steps.
0: Right. Exactly. Beautiful. So, thank you, thank you, Missy, for your uh, question. Really wonderful question. And also, thank you, Jenny, for your guidance. Um, we have um, we have Barbara from Salisburg, Salisbury. Uh, she said, "Hello, my husband is recovering." Hello, yeah, my husband is recovering from a surgery due to liver damage from alcohol abuse. I feel he is in denial of abusing alcohol, and I, in turn, have been abused by him. My children think I need to live to protect myself, but I don't know if I should.
1: Okay, um, Barbara, I'm so sorry to hear what your husband's going through and also what you're going through. And, of course, you know, it's just his pain that's um, brought him to this place. Now, you need to come back. It's a big step to leave our partner. And I want you to come back to forgetting about him being in denial or whatever that is. Because you cannot heal him. As you heal, you will help him heal. Now, that doesn't mean to say that you don't leave the relationship. And that's the catalyst to his healing. Because quite often that happens when we can't, um when we go in relation, the partner that we're living never sees their ways until it's too late, but that is the gift to them in order for them to actually see what part they play. But for you, uh, Barbara, you have to come back to loving yourself. Now, if he's abusing you, you in any way, then you have to stop that. And how you stop that is by speaking your truth, staying in that place of love as you speak how you feel and what is right for you. Not saying, don't do that, but saying, I feel hurt when you speak to me that way or or whatever that is. And so what you're doing is kind of, you're handing it to the universe as you're saying that. You're giving him the opportunity to heal. And if he doesn't, if he doesn't honor you, then you have to honour yourself. And if that means leaving, that's what you've got to do. So in every incident, ask yourself, now if this was happening to my best friend, what would I tell her to do? And that takes you out and looks at a whole different perspective. So let's not just worry about leaving, unless of course you're in physical harm at the moment, uh, but expressing how you feel and then see if he steps up to the mark and he responds. As I say, let go of trying to heal him. Just focus on yourself. Because if your husband is an alcoholic, there will be some part of you that has been drawn to that relationship for to heal yourself. And what I'm picking up for you is that you've never really experienced true unconditional love. And I just want to reteach your body what it feels like to reconnect with unconditional love. The unconditional love of a mother and the unconditional love of a father. I want to reteach your body what it feels like to love and honour yourself. To put up boundaries for yourself. And what I'm seeing as I'm doing that, it's like you're building a fence around you. And no longer will you allow other people to overstep those boundaries, um, which is abusive. You will let that go. You will let that belief go of allowing other people to overstep the fence. What I'm doing for you is actually grounding you into Mother Earth to give you the strength to believe in yourself as well. Beautiful, Barbara. I hope that's helped.
0: Beautiful. Thank you. Thank you so much, Jenny. And, uh, yeah, oh, well. thank you, Barbara. Sending you much love. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, we have a caller from Lanc- Lancaster or Lancaster. Phone number ending with 2423.
2: Hello? Phone number ending with
0: 2423. From Lancaster, I guess. Hello, are you with us?
2: Are unmuted.
0: All right, we'll move to another one. We have a caller from Kalamazoo, phone number ending with 6350. Hello.
4: Hello. Um. Hi, Mansa.
0: Hi, it's
4: Yes, my name Hello. Hi. Oh, I'm so grateful you took my call. I just want to tell you that. I just, oh my gosh, bless you! I honor you. This is a beautiful, beautiful journey that you've been on, and sharing this with all of us and all of those that you do. I, I just, I almost want to cry because it just touches my heart that you're doing it. It's just beautiful, and I'm oh, very well, happy. Thank you. Oh my gosh. Um. Well, I have a question. Um. Yes. I. I've. Um, suffered some really, really deep grief recently. And I'm, I'm, um, well, here's my question. I just, I hadn't been feeling well. And I went to the doctor and I got diagnosed with a a, a life-threatening um, heart condition. And I also tore my cruciate ligament um, several days ago. And I, <clears throat> I'm, and I here's the other. I assumed I would love if you would look at this because I assumed that it was from all of this was happening from my grief. However, I and I don't know if this is possible, but the the heart condition is the same one that my mother died from, and my other diagnosis is um, something that my father, a form of cancer that my father had. And I just, they're both gone, but I just found it fascinating that I have both of the issues that that my parents once had, and it all happened, seemed to get triggered through um, the death of my son. So I'm just wondering if you can, I, I want to heal this, and I wondered if there was anything you could pick up on this to help me um, understand and, and heal.
1: Yes, yes, okay. So first of all, um I'm so sorry to hear everything that you've gone through. Um life's tough sometimes, isn't it? What I'm pick I didn't pick up your name. What was your name? Melissa. Melissa. <laughs> Melissa, I'm getting I'm getting a lot of energy building up on the right side. It's not on the very top of my head, but to the side of my head. Now It's almost like, how can I describe it? It's a burning sensation happening in my head. Now, there's so much anger there. I know there's the grief, but there's the anger there. And to release this anger, the anger at the universe, the anger at God, I just need to release this before we can get You know, into doing what we need to do. Okay. Um, Yeah, yeah. Are are you getting it? Sometimes people I'm working with get that sensation. Sometimes they don't. But I just, and it's putting my head now, I'm actually feeling a little bit giddy and woozy because you just can't feel, see the way forward right now at the moment. Now, Mm. what happens um, when we, You know, people think that things are hereditary, that we have these diseases. But this is what, when I was talking about Dr. Bruce Lipton, what he's uncovered is that it's the beliefs that are passed down that then create these diseases in our body. So that's why we've taken on what our mothers and fathers believe and then we recreate those same illnesses in our body. So you Mm. can change that. It's to let go of thinking, well, that's what my mother got. Let's look at the patterns that you've taken on um, from your mother that has now recreated this. Mm. So I need to go, um, your son is, is is here for you. Oh, my gosh, and he's just pouring out so much love to you. And he may not have... Um, he may not have expressed that a lot in his life, but he he adores you, absolutely adores you. And he's just, just saying, I'm so sorry for your grief, Mum, but I'm okay, I'm okay. Just, uh, Just, you know, focus on what's here for you. And he's asking you, please open up your heart to connect with him because he's trying his damnedest he's saying to get through to you but you're not listening he wants you i see like some purple pansies or something and he wants you to go out and buy them do you like purple or did he like purple
4: well we both like purple
1: (laughs) ah he said, "Mum, go and do it. Surround yourself with purple. This is just so wanting to get to, through to you and talk to you. And this is when I'm here with you. When you when you see that purple, you're connecting to my energy. I'm here, Mum. You're just not listening. That's what he's saying. Mm-hmm. Beautiful." Oh, that's so beautiful. He was such a um, he's got such a gentle, gentle heart. Yeah.
4: yeah. The most gentle spirit, the most gentle, loving soul ever. I really, I just yeah. out of everyone on the earth, and I can see that. And him not being yeah. my son, but just as a being, he's
1: just oh my gosh, just the most beautiful soul. It
4: just
1: as as energy it is so soft it's just beautiful but it's almost yeah. like I see him cradling you in his arm and he's saying oh. mum it's gonna be okay you know I'm I'm here I'll be waiting for you we'll 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 be connecting soon but well not that soon but you know we in human terms a life isn't that In human terms, the life's long, but in spiritual terms, the life isn't very long. He says, I'll be here for you. Just connect with that purple, that energy, and just there's still things you need to do. And I think you're going to be helping other mothers who've grieved, lost children as well. Maybe a bit further down the track. Yeah. That's beautiful, and even that I see has helped help the heart and I think why well, I know i've done my crochet ligament too, and I know what that's like, and that was you know that fear of moving forward, um, believing that you've got to do it all on your own look please, please, please talk to your son he's begging me to ask you just to, You don't have to go into deep meditation or anything. If you're just sitting in your chair, just talk to him as if he's there and then wait for him to answer you. Oh, that's beautiful. Thank you. That's
4: probably what's bothered me the most is that we were so connected here physically and we were so spiritual. And ever since he's gone, I feel so disconnected from the divine and I and I really I haven't connected with him, but I realize thank you for this information because it isn't him; it's me. Oh my
1: gosh, it's my oh, absolute God. pleasure to be able to do this for you, Melissa. Yes, he's, oh. he's there for you. You must talk to him. You must connect to him, and you will. You will. It's
4: just
1: oh, yes.
4: perfect. You so- will. Sorry, what were you saying? Oh, I just said, yes, I know I will. I will definitely. And and the fact that I don't have to go into the deep meditation, too, because I've been trying that, too, but I just felt like something was wrong with my heart and I just couldn't connect. And then I started having those symptoms and then I went to the doctor and got that diagnosis just, like, a few days ago. And I just – so this is huge. I'm so grateful. I just feel like I can – I know I'll make that connection. I know that we are connected. It's just, you know, what was my, all these things that got triggered deep within me from this that I have to work through and let go of in Yeah. Yeah. Mm.
1: So yep, no, the- you don't have to go into meditation. Just chat to them as you, wherever, wherever you are in your daily life. I love that. Thank you so much. It's
4: so beautiful, oh, so beautiful. Such, such a pleasure. Oh such my gosh, it's so beautiful. It's so healing and it's so healing and so freeing. Thank you so much. I'm so, so grateful. You.
1: Oh, you're so so welcome. I just want to give you a great big side hand, Melissa. Oh, I can feel it. Thank you. <laughs>
2: Oh. I felt joy when you said that <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. My, my
4: absolute privilege I feel so
2: humbled okay.
4: to be able to bring you, thank,
0: oh, you. Yeah. thank you so much Melissa thank you for
4: uh,
0: I love you Martha. thank you thank you too. In much love mm-hmm. and yeah thank you for being so vulnerable because like you did really really great thing for, for all the audience we you served us also. Thank you, thank you so much, and um, yeah, thank you so much love. Thank you.
1: Much love you. to you, Minister.
0: Yeah, thank you so much, Jenny. Um, so grateful to you for 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 the guidance and help and the space that you hold for hold for for you held for Melissa and all all the audience. So so grateful to you. Thank you so much.
1: Oh, it's my Uh, pleasure. I'm
0: so... You're so welcome. Yeah, I I just want to share uh, quickly... um, Yeah, we have also, like, for Melissa, uh, Tina, she also sent in much love to Melissa. And a feedback from Barbara. She said, thank you so much. Jenny spoke to my heart. Thank you, Barbara.
1: Oh, you're, you're so welcome. I'm pleased it helped, Barbara.
0: And uh, also Missy, she said, thank you, Jenny. Very helpful and feels so true. I will follow your protocol. Uh, yeah, and she asks, um, should I continue with, with a session or wait a while and practice first, then have a go with you further? Much love to you. Uh, sorry, could you,
1: should she, could you just say that again, please?
0: One okay. please? Should she uh, yes, should I continue with a session like with you, or wait a while and practice first, then have a go with you further uh, uh, she's the one who asked who asked before about uh, uh, let you remember her yeah yes, yeah about she, fear of being empowered one... to speak her truth yes. yes
1: um look i I think. A one-on-one session would be really helpful, and when she signs up, she, I, I will send through the course, the online course, so she can get started on that. Um, the time I schedule her in probably won't be till next week, because we're a day ahead of um, you, the people are in America, in New Zealand, we're a day ahead, so it won't be till later on next week, so that would be yeah. a great idea. I'd send it through. As Straight away she could make a start, and then we could talk about it, and then go deeper on the one-on-one session.
0: Yeah, absolutely, beautiful. Thank mm-hmm. you, thank you so much, Jenny. Um, really, so so grateful to you for um, all all the energy you brought today, all the guidance and help you you gave to our beautiful audience, and sharing your story, um, giving us so much inspiration, uh, hope, and believing in in ourselves and what we can create. So. Really, thank you so much, um, Jenny. So grateful to you. Uh, oh,
1: you're so welcome. So welcome. It's my absolute pleasure.
0: Beautiful. And uh, yeah, uh, everyone, uh, really thank you for for being here today, uh, for your wonderful questions, for your energy, for uh, sharing with us this space and time. So really, thank you uh, to all, to each and every one of you, and also thank you to those who listen to the replay. Um, again, I, I encourage you to take advantage of one of uh, the packages that Jenny is offering to us and work with her uh, even deeper. And uh, you can do that on the special offer page by clicking on the special offer button on the webcast or the replay page. Or you can visit the link yourdivineuniqueness.com forward slash Jenny and number 11, yourdivineuniqueness.com Uh, forward slash jenny11 j-e-n-n-y and number 11 and uh, yeah again thank you so much everyone I'm very grateful to each and every one of you and I'm sending you so much love and see you on the next call bye bye everyone if you'd like to listen to live episodes and interact with our speakers you can go to your, divine Your Your Y O U R Divine D I V I N E Uniqueness U N I Q U E N E S S dot com